Strange Tales. RelicRadio.com presents tales of the strange and bizarre, the weird and the wicked. Stories not necessarily of the supernatural, but of the unnatural. Join us now for Strange Tales, featuring radio drama at its most mysterious and unusual. This is Strange Tales. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me this Sunday. Our story comes from the Sealed Book this week, a mutual series that aired for 26 episodes between March and September of 1945. Our story today comes from July 22nd, 1945. It's titled, Welcome Home. door to the secret vault, wherein is kept the great sealed book, in which is recorded all the secrets and mysteries of mankind through the ages. Here are tales of every kind, tales of murder, of madness, of dark deeds strange and terrible beyond all belief. Keeper of the book, I would know what tale we tell this time. Open the great book and let us read. Slowly, the great book opens. One by one, the keeper of the book turns the pages and stops. Ah, the strange and terrible story of a man who returned to his birthplace and found himself treated as though he were truly a ghost. A tale called Welcome Home.
Here is the tale, Welcome Home, as it is written on the pages of the sealed book. The story begins deep in the heart and vast, eerie swampland of Louisiana. It is late in the evening and the moon is bright, but an automobile containing a man and a woman stops in a weed-grown driveway before a great lonely old mansion, crumbling now into ruins. Well, Florence, my dear, here we are at our destination. Let me introduce you to Pirate's Rest, my boyhood home. Leonard, no. This isn't your home, this lonely old place here in the heart of the swamps. Why, you must be joking. Of course I'm not joking. This is Pirate's Rest, where my family has lived for a hundred years. I'm the last living male Lejean, so Pirate's Rest belongs to me now. Leonard, it frightens me. That, that little white building over there through the trees down by the water looks like something in a cemetery. As a matter of fact, it is. That white building is the family mausoleum. Oh. Most of my ancestors are buried there, including my notorious great-grandfather, Paul. He was a pirate, you see. Hence the name Pirate's Rest. You never told me this before, Leonard. Well, the truth is, my dear, I left home under a cloud and was forbidden by my father ever to return again alive. <laughs> Oh, you'd have enjoyed, dear father. He had the odd notion that someday he would be buried alive. <laughs> you, you mean he was crazy? Not at all. You see, his father, my grandfather, was, was buried alive. Oh, Leonard, you're just making this up. Oh, it's quite true. Grandfather died, or at least everybody thought so, of acute alcoholism. So the family buried him down there in our private burial vault. Next day, my father became worried and opened the coffin. He found that Grandfather had changed his position in it. Oh, no. Consequently, my father had an extension telephone installed in the burial vault, just in case the same thing happened again. A telephone in the burial vault? Yes, so he could call for help if necessary. You see, he wasn't crazy at all. Just logical. Leonard, you, you've got to take me away from here at once. But that's impossible, my dear. Besides, you won't have to meet any of the family, except Aunt Emily. Is, is she all right? Oh, yes. Except she thinks she can talk to ghosts. <laughs> all the others are dead, so come on now. It's time we made our presence known. Well, all right, Leonard, but I'm not staying one minute longer than necessary. Oh. You understand? Of course not. As soon as I've sold the place and raised a little money, we'll be leaving. Well, here we are. I should warn you in advance. Dear Aunt Emily hates me. Hates you? Why? Oh, it's a long story. I... Oh. Who there? What you want? Why, it's old Martha. Open the door wider, Martha. That's it. We'll come in. Why, it's Mr. Leonard. Miss Emily. Mr. Leonard, he's come back. Leonard? Oh, it can't be. Leonard's dead. Last year, Tom said he'd heard Leonard was killed in a holdup. I'm happy to say he was wrong. Aunt Emily, let me present Florence, my wife. How do you do? <laughs> Birds of a feather, I see. What do you mean by that? Be quiet, Florence. Well, Leonard, if you are alive as you claim to be, why have you come back to Pirate's Rest? I've come back to get my inheritance, of course. So you know your brother Tom is dead, then? Yes, I know. Every time a Lejean has died, I've known it. And now they're all dead, you dare show your face again. But you'll get nothing here, you understand? Everything was left to me. 
everything. Indeed? Well, we can discuss that tomorrow. Flo and I have come quite a ways, and we're tired. Will you have Martha show us to a room? And at least make us think we're welcome home? Coffee, Leonard? You know, Flo, I'm a little disappointed. The house is badly run down. I doubt if I can sell it. But there must be cash around someplace, plenty of it. Leonard, why does your Aunt Emily hate you so? <laughs> oh, I incurred Emily's hatred when I was 12. That was the day of my grandfather's funeral. The one who was later found to have turned over in his coffin. Oh, Leonard, please. Emily was the last to leave the vault. For a prank, I closed the door on her. Oh. <laughs> and it was next day before the family found her. Oh, Leonard, how could you? <laughs> During the night, she heard Grandfather calling to her, asking her to let him out. But of course she didn't, since she knew perfectly well he was dead. Her belief that she could talk to ghosts is dated from that night. Oh, Leonard. Oh, but never mind the past. Suppose we look around the house. It'll give you a chance to see Pirate's Rest by daylight, and uh, we might stumble on the money. <laughs> And uh, this is the ball. Those chandeliers were imported by my great-grandfather from Italy. So dusty now. Cobwebs. Carpet stained. And these are the ancestral portraits. Here is father. The one who so logically had a telephone installed... I asked in the... you not to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, that reminds me. Father's safe used to be behind his picture. Hmm. I wonder if the combination has been changed. If it hasn't, three, seventeen, twenty-one. It's open. So it is. Let's see what's in here. Hmm. Lots of papers. But I don't see any cash. Hmm. Leonard. Leonard, why have you opened the safe? To see what's inside, of course, Aunt Emily. You won't find anything in it to steal this time, Leonard. Steal? I hardly think taking one's own property would be stealing. You have no property. Not according to your brother Tom's will. Oh, yes, his will. I've been meaning to speak about that. Aunt Emily, where have you been all morning? I've been down to the graveyard, talking to your brother Tom. Talking to Tom? Tom's dead, and you know it. Yes, Leonard, but I can still talk to him. You know, they don't leave right away, and until they go... Oh, Leonard, make her stop. Don't pay any attention to her. I talked to your grandfather while he was waiting, and I talked to your father, too. And today I was talking to Tom. Maybe someday I'll talk to you, Leonard, then you'll see. Oh, make her stop. Aunt Emily, you've talked enough nonsense. I want some straight answers. Here's a very interesting document that says Tom received 300000 in cash for some property only six months ago. $300,000? That money is someplace around the house, isn't it, Aunt Emily? If there's money in this house, Leonard, why don't you look for it? I'm sure if it's here, you're clever enough to smell it out. You always have been. All right, I will. But if I don't find it, Aunt Emily, then you and I are going to have a little heart-to-heart
to continue the story as it is written in the sealed book. It is evening now. For many hours, Leonard and Florence have been searching the old house. With an axe, Leonard has even ripped open the walls of several rooms, but he has found nothing. During their search, a thunderstorm has sprung up, with pouring rain and crashing thunder, which is making Florence even more nervous. Oh, Leonard! Stop jumping every time it thunders. It's just a storm. They come up suddenly down here. But look out the window. The water in the bayou is rising so fast we'll be flooded. The bayou overflows a couple of times a year regularly. It's nothing to worry about. The water may cover the low ground where the burial vault is, but that's as far as it ever comes. Find anything, Leonard? No. No, I suppose there's no use chopping any more holes in these walls. They're all too solid to have any hidden openings in them. We've searched all the other rooms. Maybe there really isn't any money. There is, and I know it. Hmm. We haven't tried the kitchen yet. Nobody would hide money in a kitchen. Aunt Emily might. Come on, we'll take a look there. Then if we don't find it, we'll have our little talk with Aunt Emily. What is it, Leonard? Why are you stopping out here in the hall? Martha's in the kitchen. She's up to some mischief. What? She's playing with a little doll. Putting it into a box. She's up to one of her conjure tricks. But I'll put a stop to them. Man go into grave. Doll go into Martha, coffin. what do you think you're doing? Mr. Lennon. Give me that box. No, you stay away from me. Give it to me, I say. Oh. There. Now, let's see what you're up to. That's a doll. Dressed just like you are. And it's got adhesive tape over its nose and mouth. It's supposed to be dead. And the box is supposed to be a coffin. Well, we'll fix that. There. That takes care of the box and the doll. You too late, Mr. Leonard. You you already start the work. Can't stop it now. Doll go into coffin. Man into me life. Now all be quiet, Martha. Doll go into coffin. Man stop it, I say. Sure you can't try any voodoo tricks on me, you hear? Doll go into coffin. I said to stop it. Man, no stop it, you one hear? can say. Stop it. Don't go into court. Well, this will stop you. She's dead. The axe. Oh, you killed her. I told her to stop. She asked for it. Leonard, what are we going to do? Nothing. I'm master here. Nobody's going to tell the police. If Emily tries to... Emily tries to what, Leonard? Emily. What are you doing here in the kitchen, Leonard? Where's Martha? Stay away from her. She's dead, isn't she? Yes, of course she's dead. So you killed her, Leonard. Yes, Aunt Emily, I killed her. Leonard, what are you doing? Just gathering up these towels, Flo, my dear. Now you and I and Aunt Emily are going into the living room. I'm going to tie Aunt Emily to a chair. Then I'm going to persuade her to tell us where that money is hidden. Emily, I think those towels will hold you nicely. Now, I'll give you one more minute to tell me what I want to know. Uh, I'll tell you where the money is. 
It's in your coffin. My coffin? <laughs> Out in the burial vault, where no thief could ever find it. In the burial vault? Of course, of course, I should have guessed it. Not in the upper vault, Leonard. Down in the secret lower one, where there still is one empty coffin left. For you. Oh, no. $300,000 in my own coffin. If you're going to get it now, you'd better hurry. The bayou's rising fast. It's already flooding the cemetery. Yeah, she's right. By morning, all the ground down there will be under three feet of water. Oh, no, Leonard, please. Please, let's wait. The lower vault isn't waterproof either anymore. But we can't go out there tonight in this storm. It's go now or wait for a week. So we're going now. There's a lantern in the kitchen. Come on, Chloe. Or would you rather stay here in the house? Oh, no, no. I'm coming with you, Leonard. I'm coming with you. <laughs> A few minutes later, Leonard and Florence, with a lantern to show the way, stumbled through the darkness toward the old mausoleum, wading through water a foot deep to reach it. Then Leonard unlocked the heavy iron door, and they entered a dim, cold room, heavy with the musty atmosphere of death. Then as Florence held the lantern high, Leonard found a great iron ring in the floor and pulled on it, so that a heavy marble slab slowly rose, revealing a narrow flight of steps leading down into the burial vault beneath. Leonard sent Florence ahead of him down these steps with the lantern, then followed, pausing to lower the marble slab back into place. Oh, Leonard, there's water down here. It's over my ankles. It won't hurt you. Leonard, I'm frightened. Aren't you coming down? Just as soon as I let the slab down. There. There, now, let's find that money. Leonard, the water's rising. I can feel it. Wet feet won't hurt us. Just make sure the lantern doesn't get wet. Oh, please, Leonard, hurry. All right, all right. Hold the lantern over here so I can see. All right. Uh, here we are. Here's great-grandfather Paul's coffin in its niche. And grandfather's. And father's. And Tom's. And here's... And here's mine. Oh. With my name on the nameplate. Leonard Lejean. Born May 17th, 1890. Died March 12th, 1930. Leonard, that's today. Yes, the last part has been scratched in with a knife. Oh, that's some of Aunt Emily's nonsense. Oh. oh, but it doesn't matter. This is the coffin she said the money was hidden in. I have a screwdriver here. I'll get this lid off. It isn't screwed on. Oh. And look, it's here. The money. She was telling the truth. $300,000. At least, maybe more. There's a dozen big packages of bills here. Oh. Uh, now do you feel better? Yes, but please let's take it and go. The water's still rising. All right, all right, I know. Hold the gunny sack open and... <gasps> What's the matter now? I think I heard somebody up above us. Oh, nonsense. You're just imagining things. No, no, I heard footsteps and, and a sliding noise. Maybe it was your Aunt Emily. She's safely tied up in the house. Oh, but those towels, she wasn't tied very tight. Hold that sack open, I tell you. Oh, all right, Leonard. Six, eight, uh, ten, twelve. Uh, yeah, that's all of it. Now we can get out of here. You hold the lantern. I'll carry the money and go up first. Uh, I'll get the marble slab up. And you can follow me and... Slab is stuck. Oh, no. No, it can't be. Yeah. 
I'll get it open in a minute. I've got to get my shoulder under it. That's all. Now, it... It, uh, it won't open. Uh, and we're trapped down here. We're trapped. We're never going to get out. to continue the story, as it is written in the sealed book. Having descended into the underground mausoleum, in which the water is rising due to the storm, Flo and Leonard found the old ant's hidden treasure. But, as they tried to get out, they found the great slab that covered the entrance was stuck. It won't open. We're trapped down here. Oh, Leonard, we're never going to get out. Hey, quiet. Put the ladder on the steps and come up here beside me. Right. Between us, we can get it open. Right. Come on up. There, that's it. Now stand here. Yeah. Get your shoulder here beside mine. That's right. Now. Help me lift. It won't open. It won't open. It's stuck fast. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, be quiet and let me think. Oh, she did it, Leonard. Your aunt, she's put something over the slab so we can't get it open. She couldn't. She was tied up, I tell you. Oh, she got loose. It's just what she would do. She hates you, Leonard. The devil. The old she-devil. But I'll beat her. I'll beat her yet. There must be some way out. There must be some way. There must... <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. That's it. She didn't think of that. What, Leonard? What? My father. My father. I told you he had a mortal fear of being buried alive. So he had a telephone installed here in the burial vault. Leonard. A telephone. All connected up and ready to work in case he was buried alive. Now we're buried alive and we'll use it. We'll use it. Leonard, will it work? Of course it'll work. Oh, oh, where is it? Where, oh, let's see. 
That's all you get. Here. Get in there, Snitch, in the corner. Must be in this watertight box. Come on now. Hold the lantern while I open oh, it. Oh, yes. Yes, let it. There. <laughs> Look, I was right. I was right. A telephone all in working order. Uh, Father never thought when he drove me out of the house that someday he'd save my life. Oh, use it, let it. Use it and get us out of here. Oh, yes. I'll have to call the sheriff in the village. Have him come rescue us. I'll tell him a story, some kind of a story. It won't matter. Hello. Hello. Operator. Operator. Hello. Operator. Operator. Hello. Uh, operator. Give me the sheriff, quickly. Oh, thank heaven to work. The sheriff? Why do you want the sheriff? That telephone you're using only connects with the house, Leonard. <laughs> of course. How does it feel to be dead, nephew? Emily, listen to me. I'm not dead, do you hear? And you've got to come let us out of here. Of course you're dead, Leonard. That's why I had to fix it so you couldn't get out again. Because the dead have to stay where they belong. Oh, no, no. Aunt Emily, listen to me. Come let us out of here and I'll let you keep the money. I won't bother you again. I'll go away. You'll never see me again, only come let us out. <laughs> I know it's hard to get used to the idea of being oh, dead, Leonard. <laughs> Tom found it hard, too. And so did your father. But you'll get used oh, to it. And your wife will get used to it. Oh. <laughs> and I'll come talk to you, Leonard, every day, just as I talk to them. Oh, no, no! Because now oh. that you're dead, you're both welcome back. And the family's all together oh, again. No. So, welcome home, Leonard. Welcome home. Oh, no, 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 That is the tale of Leonard and Florence Lejean's homecoming, as it is written in the sealed book. The next day, old Emily was found unconscious by neighbors who had no knowledge of Leonard's arrival with his wife. <laughs> they took Emily to the hospital, where it was several weeks before she could speak coherently. Then they decided to uh, keep her there, to look after her. But the doctors observed that Emily carried on long conversations with a nephew named Leonard and his wife, Florence, whom no one else could see. <laughs> Since that day, the old Lejean mansion has crumbled into ruin, and no living soul has ever entered the old mausoleum again. Its secrets are forever hidden from the world. Save only here, where they are written down in the sealed book.
Keeper of the book, before you close the great volume, show us the tale we tell next time. This one, ah yes, the story of a strange plot by which a man and a woman schemed to be rid of an individual who stood in the way of their happiness, and of the terrible fate to which their scheme brought them. A tale titled, I'll Die Laughing. sure to be with us again next time when the sound of the great gong heralds another strange and exciting tale from The Sealed Book. The Sealed Book, written by Bob Arthur and David Cogan, is produced and directed by Jock McGregor. That's the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find more from The Sealed Book at RelicRadio.com alongside thousands of other old-time radio episodes, all the other podcasts, our shoutcast stream, and anything else that may be going on. You can donate through the website as well, help make all of this free and coming to you every week advertising-free. My thanks, as always, to those who have helped out, and thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Sunday with a story from the creaking door on another episode of Relic Radio's Strange Tales. Strange Tales.